Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Tendy Talk, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BLPA Podcast Networks. I'm your host Joe, better known as Wash Up Goalie on social media. This week I chat with Andy Wong, a goalie I've been friends with on social for some time now, and I'm sure we've crossed paths at the rinks, but just haven't skated together yet. Oh yeah, and he was also the emergency backup to the emergency backup for the Minnesota Wild recently, and appeared in a pretty sweet music video that we'll talk about. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Andy. Andrew, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, good to actually talk to you. I mean, we, we've been following each other for a while, but uh, we really haven't, we've probably even crossed paths at the rink, but haven't really talked. I know for sure we've crossed paths at the rink because I've seen you play and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> How is this guy so flexible? He's playing this old school style. It's so awesome to watch. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, good genetics, I would say. I, I can't even <laughs> say good genetics because neither of my parents are flexible at all. It's just, uh, I was just flexible as a kid and I've stuck with it. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, I, I used to be in high school and then, um, I don't know, I blew, I had an MCL injury and then that's, that was kind of, uh, I got a little wishy-washy, put much pressure on it and kind of didn't uh, split as much after that. You know, I sprained my MCL, I think it was two or three years ago. It's like right, right before all the COVID stuff. And uh, I was worried when I came back, you know, how I would be with, mm. you know, would I feel confident enough to try those same moves? And, you know, once I could tell my knee was fine, it was just like the brain went right back to, okay, this is what we do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun, especially in the, in you know, the Sunday night league at the super rink, it's like 
other teams see an old guy like me go out there and they don't expect me to uh, break out the splits on a two-on-one or something that it catches them by surprise. That's for Dude, sure. I was, I was just watching some of your videos, um, catching up on your YouTube channel and there's some sick ones in there. I'm like, Oh my God, just ridiculous. I love it. Yeah. It, it's, it's always... like, I'm surprised. Cause you got those new pads and you're still playing that old. I'm like, how is it going to work when he gets these new pads? Cause I didn't know how well new pads would play with the older style, but it seems like they're working great for you. Yeah. And you know, part of that is we consciously, when we were uh, specking them out over at general sports, didn't go with the two inch thigh rise because we Mm -hmm. knew that would impact, you know, so I still have the one inch rise probably could have gone more if we really wanted to, but there was that thought of that would impede me playing the way I play. So I I was actually kind of thinking more of how the the pad lands on the ice because the, I mean, the, with the knee stacks that are really meant and i remember switching over and because I, I i was an i'm an 01 grad so i'm an 82 i kind of was never used to how i never use knee stacks i literally mm-hmm. i didn't never use knee stacks growing up stupidest story might have hampered any career i could have had um i was at the let's play hockey expo and that what did they have it at the what was it thunderbird or whatever they, oh out there at the met center or whatever and they had like um, I'm talking to Brian Heaton and uh, he's there and he's telling me to buy, he's like, get, the, here's it when you get these, cause he was working for TPS at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm meeting with him, and I'm like, I want TPS pads. Cause that's what Hashik has. Yeah. And we got the, uh, what were they? The uh, contours. I think they had little beads in them supposed to kill rebounds or something. Yeah. I know what ones you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking to him and I'm like, I want, I wanted the Hashik pads and he's like, well, we can spec them out however you want them. And he's like, well, you got these new knee stacks, like these thicker knee stacks. I'm like, ah, that seems like cheating. I just used to wrench pads down on my knee because you play like we're doing, you put your, your knees straight down. You wouldn't stick it out. Like, you know, yeah. you wouldn't slide. Right. Yep. So I'm like, no, that sounds like cheating. So I just say, I blow off Brian Heaton to get what I think is right for me. What a stupid decision that was. <laughs> the first time I injured my knee was actually messing around in front of shop class. And my, my buddy, we were wrestling <laughs> and he slips and falls on my, on my right knee and just uh, MCL injury. But there was a couple ones during high school that, that happened after that. And I'm like, well, it'd been like, it's amazing how much knee stacks help with that lesser angle that you're putting on your, on your knee versus what? Yeah. I, I never played with the knee stack until this fall. So yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, it's like landing in a cloud these days, you know, unbelievable. How, how I don't have bigger knee problems than what I do have. I, I only sprained the MCL the one time, you know, mm-hmm. but taking all those pucks off the knees, you know, in my younger years and then just landing on them. Yeah. M- mornings can be tough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try painkillers, right? Yeah, I, I can uh, tell when the storms are coming be- between the knees and then the uh, the head from concussions. I can always tell when a good storm is coming. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> you know, so let, let's start at the beginning. How did you get started in the game of hockey? Uh, for me, my dad would like my dad would watch it. And mm-hmm. I, my dad, my dad's full Chinese and my Chinese grandpa would watch it. And I hear him shout and you'd hear I'm like, dad, what's he saying? He's like, I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> and he would be the same way. Like he's very reactive when he's watching sports. Um, at least back then he kind of doesn't care anymore. I think Minnesota sports has whittled him down to not caring. <laughs> so um, yeah, he, he would watch. And I'm like, oh, hockey seems kind of fun. And like we would mess around knee hockey in, in uh, the basement 
and I would he would shoot or he I, I would shoot on him and he'd like fake I'm like scoring was not as fun to me as making big saves and like right. I kind of set myself up to make like a big like a bigger save than needed to be um back then and then it's I think it's sort of like kind of faded a little bit and like hockey's like a thing that exists but and we have fun playing it sort of playing it in the basement and then one of my buddies uh my best friends in first grade was playing it I'm like well that seems fun I'll try it out and then same kind of thing as I, I played I was an okay skater up front but um when it came to it was a mites it was mites pony right he's doesn't like the same thing to, mm-hmm. right yeah um so then when it came to that I'm like full-time goalie I just want to play goalie and I just fell in love with the position and I just uh I mean I was pretty flexible back then I actually had some pretty good coaches uh or a good coach that kind of came up with me at that time that was not afraid to shoot hard. So I, I just ate it up and just loved it. Loved it. Even though I was wearing the East river Pirates stole deer hair stuff they provided you. It was just awful. I, I, was, I heard you talk. I can't remember which uh, episode it was, but you were talking about the old, the catcher's chest yes, and the, seven, the, the two arms that were just stuffed cotton. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it, it uh, te- teachers used to think I was getting abused at home. They're like, are, are things okay at home? Are things okay? At home? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, uh, but you got bruises all up and down your arm. I'm like, well, you should see what I'm getting shot at. Like a guy that got drafted, you know, he's still teeing up on me as, as yep. hard as I ask. My youth association had uh, Steve Larmer come out for an autograph signing at, at the rink we played at. And we're in line. And one of my teammates is like, yeah, this is our goalie. And Larmer looks at me, he goes, prove it where are the bruises it's like well do you want the ones on this arm this arm the, the legs and he just started laughing he's like yep you're the goalie and yeah I, <laughs> I i was a squirt wearing that two-piece chest protector and i went to rat hockey that's what we called open hockey in chicago yep. Yep. and there were seniors in high school out there and this one kid just lines up for a slap shot you know from the, the hash marks mm-hmm. and gets me right in the shoulder like right here yeah I go down that was the end of rat hockey for me yeah and you know my and mom and dad they they just dropped dropped me off it's not like they were there it was like Christmas break or something so Mm. uh they dropped me off and like I'm just sitting at the rink trying to get myself off by myself for like an hour and a half yeah and then dad comes and I was like, no, dad, you need to carry my bag. He's like, no, you do. I was like, no, I can't move my arm, dad. And he looks, he's like, God, Jesus, uh, better take you to the doctor for that one. We go and like, they were worried, like I broke something, but Oof. x-rays and stuff. Cause it immediately bruised and x-rays came back negative. And, uh, the doctor is a family doctor of ours. Funny story. We we were looking for a family doctor, and I was playing uh, little league, and his kid was on the team, and we just started going to him. And so after that, you know, he's a, he was our family doctor, just an awesome guy. So he kind of knew us as you know our sense of humor and everything. But he's like, ah, gonna have to write you a prescription though. And my dad's like, oh, what, pain meds? He goes, no, you need to buy him a new modern chest protector. <laughs> so we. Uh, Got in the car and drove, because at that time, there weren't many pro shops in Chicago. So we went to the uh, legendary Gunzos up on the north side. Sure. And uh, I, I got a Furland chest protector. I remember it was all white because, we, you know, we didn't wash our stuff like kids do now. And so in that that white and, you know, the, the stinking stuff of oh hockey, the, the, you could see the mold growing on it. So yeah. I, 
haven't had a white chest protector since then. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's yellow and not black, right? That's that kind of helps uh, when you know how yeah. how infected it is or whatever it was with the white ones. It's like, yeah. God, why did we ever pick that color? Yeah. Well, I, and I mean, I, I would take that thing out in the summertime with bleach water and scrub it down. It, it, it was yeah. just a spring uh, tradition of taking that thing out there and scrubbing it down. And there's, I still hold my my chest and my some my chest and my breezers off. Uh, come summertime. So, yeah, I've found just hanging them up after every single skate religiously. You know, if I don't do it when I get home from the rink the very next morning, I, I got to do that. And uh, that makes such a big difference. And I, I don't think people realize how important that is. So, you know, what's big for me is I take, I have like a big, my house came with like when I bought, I bought my house worst possible time back in the first recession. So, but it happened to come with a dehumidifier. Um, and I took this basement dehumidifier and I have a, I have a closet in my stairway that mm-hmm. I put all my hockey gear in. It's meant for a full basement. I just turn it on. I have all these, all my stuff on shelves in there. Mm-hmm. It's dry. It's like crispy dry within six hours. And that, that's, oh, nice. it, it kills a stink. It kills like, it doesn't let stuff, you know, yeah. get worse than it is. Right. So that's a big, I, I recommend that to anyone. I know some of those, those rocket cooler, uh, have you seen those? The fans Yeah. And they have like the ozone fan that will kill the microbes too. Yeah. Who knows how well that works as long as it's dry though. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah we're, worst thing is uh, putting your equipment on when it's either still wet or cold or the worst, the combination of wet and cold. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. Yeah. I, I actually found uh, a project online. Some guy up in Canada had them and sent them to me and built like a pro style locker for out in the garage. And mm. my wife was like, do we really need this? I was like, <laughs> yes. You know, otherwise it's just sitting on random hooks in the garage. She said, right, right. Looks nice. And uh, she, she's come around to it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's yeah. got to be some like spec sheets out there. Someone else has had to make one of those. I wonder if there's like a DIY. Yeah. Well, he, he sent the uh, measurements and everything. I actually uh, wrote a blog post on my website and put it out there and oh, nice! it's probably my top viewed page on my website all the time is people are always going there and you know, I got all of the, uh, I got the cut list and everything on there. So it's, I've, I've played around with it on uh, the one CAD program and made enhancements to it. I just Mm. haven't built a new one yet. So We'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm Sounds thinking. like you got a side business going. If you ever need to make some extra money, you got there's plenty of people in Minnesota that would love that. Oh, I, I know. I, I've thought about that is I, I want to try maybe making the updated version this summer, but in the back of my mind, I'm going, how do I do it while also making templates for, mm-hmm. you know, some of the more intricate parts. So all I have to do is run the router with the bearing, you know, along the template and make life easy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cause love yeah, it. I, I I almost moved to Nashville this summer with the family and we weren't going to move the locker. And one, one of the kids I used to coach is like, well, can, can I have the locker then? For my <laughs> stuff is like, absolutely. But I got to move for you to get it. And when we decide not to move, he's like, so uh, I guess I don't get the locker. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no. I was like, but I got the plans if you want to build one. He's like, okay, that, that works. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Then it's on him. Yeah, exactly. Now, knowing him, he he probably won't build it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I call him a kid. He's only like four or five years younger than me because I I coached in Forest Lake uh, right after I graduated college. So it was what, like, so what year did you graduate then? I graduated college in 03. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, did so, you, so Forest Lake, I'm because I know. Do you know like Cogler or Hyder? Yeah, I. Co- yeah, I. Jake Cogler was uh, yeah. on the team when I was coaching there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I skate with him in that Greasy Mitts three v three league. Oh, okay. Great guy. Great guy. That, that league's a blast. You get a kick out of that one. So yeah, J- Jake. Jake was a uh, a funny kid. Good, good hockey player, as you know. He's still uh, amazing. Still yeah. amazing. And uh, but he, he was just one of those uh, an odd duck. Probably could have been a goalie personality wise if he wanted to. <laughs> he would hate to hear that. You, you have no idea. So yeah. yeah, oh, I know. He 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 never had any reverence for our goalies. Like he, no, he wanted to he hit him in the it. head, hurt him. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, he could he has the personality of a goalie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've so. We every week in that league will vote top top uh, plays and whatever. If goalies are in the top three, he's just angry about it. <laughs> and I like, but yeah, he's a great he's a great like team to build up. Like he's the backbone of the team in the three v threes. He's just sick both ways. Yeah, he he he's got some hands. He he scored some big timely goals for us when I was coaching there. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed coaching. The only reason I got out is we had kids and it was like, I, I can't be spending six nights a week. At so the much time. Drink. Yeah. You know. um, I, I helped coach with the Minneapolis high school uh, group right when Dietz came in over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was in there with him and Chorsky and Dave shoot and him and Dave shoot are coaching them right now. I was going to say, so and you're going to be pulling for them. I'm going there tonight. So nice. I'm really, I'm so excited to see that. It's such a cool thing. Um, I know it's been like a long, you know, it's been a yeah. long battle to, to build that, that system up again. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an odd situation. So um, for those of the folks that are listening that aren't from cities, Minneapolis, you would think would just be this powerhouse because it's like it, Minneapolis is a big city, obviously. And yeah. It used to be divided into a bunch of different schools. Yep. So now it's, it used to be uh, Southwest, South uh, Edison. Uh, who, else, who else am I missing here? Uh, Washburn, but all of them, you know, like, so how it is now is there's a bunch of private schools in an area and the storm system is all of the Minneapolis system, all the Minneapolis kids mostly go to storm and then, yep. Yep. So, and then what happens is like the top tier kids in the past had always gone to the private schools in the area, which are great schools, good education. I understand it, but uh, it, it, it kind of shattered the, the Minneapolis public school teams. And now they have the conglomerate and the conglomerate was in the single a there's single a and double a in Minnesota. And now they've, since Dietz came on, it's been getting better and better and better and better. And this year tonight, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it'll be, they're going to state and I'm just, I'm so happy for them. It's been a, a long road there so it's the first time since what they say 1994 that a minneapolis school has been in the tournament i think since dietzik was playing for edison yeah and i mean i I think that's yeah they have the same issue on the other side of the river in st paul johnson Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. probably the only st paul school still to have a team but that's a co-op now too isn't it i think so yeah who are they uh i think they still play under the johnson governors but it's still it's basically they, take, they took him because Como folded and then uh yep. they might be in with yeah, yeah. So yeah. and I, I think the only reason they're still playing under the Johnson governors is because that's where her brooks played. Sure. And yeah. If it wasn't for that, they probably would, you know, like Minneapolis gone with like a St. Paul, you know, 
generic team name rather than keep one school, I, I would assume. But Right, right. Yeah, and it's I'm, interesting, like, I guess, I mean, for people that don't live in Minnesota, the, the nice thing about Minnesota is, like, hockey, at least at the high school during the season level, is very affordable. Mm-hmm. Where I, I had no idea. So I went to I went to one of those uh, GGSU yep. uh, deals out in Chicago. Kind of oh, like that oh, would have been awesome. Off. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. You, um, you would have been on a, the very high end of the, the the folks out there. And I was like, okay, well, but um, it was a great experience. The guys, the coaches, were really fun, mm-hmm. like fun to work with. And what like, rank was that at? Uh, the, was it seven, three rivers, something? Oh, What's probably it? seven bridges, seven bridges. That's yeah, what it was. yeah. Yeah. It's got the, uh, three sheets. In fact, I skated at that rink when it first opened and they had the Zam, the electric Zamboni with the cord. And oh, really? <laughs> it was one of those where the Zamboni drivers too many times almost got their heads taken off that they oh replaced God. them. But, uh, that's actually where the Blackhawks practiced during the, uh, 90, what was it? The 94, 95 lockout. They would, sure. uh, gather out there and skate together so the mission the mission systems out there mm-hmm. or whatever yep. i i could not so i was kind of like oh I'll, i'm looking at these coaxes and i'm like that coach and I, I recognize him as some ex-nhl guy I'm like how much how much do these kids pay here like oh yeah it's like fifteen thousand dollars a year i'm like yeah what the it's insane it's insane how can people afford that minnesota has is the youth is kind of i mean it's what is it five now two to five thousand yeah, it depends on the association, but yeah. that that's what the association fees are. It doesn't include your travel and tournament summer. fees, summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, I growing up there, so one thing that Chicago has that I wish we had here in Minnesota was house league hockey. And it, hmm. it is uh, somebody on one of the GGSU boards put, put it even better is it's travel house because it's not just playing, you know, I played for St. Jude. And it's not just playing house league for St. Jude. We played St. Jude, Oaklawn, uh, Homewood, Flossmoor, and the Chicago Hawks. So there's like mm-hmm. four or five rinks in a small area. It'd be like playing, you know, I live up in the Hugo White Bear. It'd be like Hugo, Forest Lake, uh, Stillwater. It'd be like sure, that sure. area. But then instead of having four or five travel teams for every age level, they had two. You had yeah. your your A team and your B team. And that was it. Everybody else went and played house league hockey and it was still good hockey. I mean, the only reason I didn't play travel hockey is, you know, mom and dad both worked. Yeah. Yeah. So traveling weekends and everything, you know, it's just, we could have relied on other parents, but that's Mm -hmm. not the kind of people we were to, you know, I mean, yeah, we relied on each other sometimes because, people are working, but that's just getting you to and from practice, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. taking you out of town is a whole nother story. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, th- there were a lot of kids I played with in high school and against in high school that they just played house league hockey. And mm-hmm. then we made our high school team. Some of us went on to play college hockey too, but it's like, I, I, I like that idea of travel house. That's the best way to explain it. And I think more States need that. And I think if they had that, you'd see more kids playing. My son would have played hockey if we had that. There was something, I mean, when I was growing up, there was, I do remember travel and house, but I don't, I don't know how it all broke down. And, and that, I mean, that was, you know, I'm an 82. So yeah, you know how it broke down is these associations started to realize how much money these weekend tournaments could bring in and how much, you know, money they could bring in with travel teams. And it, it, it all came down to parents ruining it for the kids, you know, as, as Yogi Berry used to say, youth sports are good. It keeps the parents off the, uh, 
the streets. That's where. Yeah, I love Yogi Berry. He's one of my favorite historical athletes, and I, I read a book of Yogiism. So what was great is it, it explained the stories behind it. So you know, his uh, t- when you fork in the road, take it. It actually makes sense when you hear the context behind it. So he lived on a road where the road split and then it came back together and he lived right after where it came back together. So he's like, well, when you reach the fork in the road, take it. Doesn't matter which way you go, you're going to get to my house. You know, so so, (laughs) yeah, that one. And then the, uh, the place is so popular. Nobody goes there anymore. It was him and his Yankee buddies would go to this one restaurant. People found out about it. They started going because the food was good. Well, it was so popular. The Yankees didn't go there anymore. Uh, (laughs) So it's like when when you start to hear the stories behind it, and then the one he didn't have an explanation for is when he was coaching and he told the players, okay, now go pair up into threes. And they're all standing there going, uh, pairs are twos, (laughs) not threes. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, I don't have an explanation for that one. I mean, yeah, you, you coach, you always, you end up saying something stupid at some point. You're like, why did I, why, what am oh, I doing? Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't have a list of, um, you know, whatever your coach's name is and then isms, are, are you a good coach? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in fact, that first year I started coaching, um, Jerry Parzino was our head coach and like, he just, we had our Jerry isms and, and he, he, he was one of those guys. He was smart enough to know that at times you had to just fire the kids up. And sometimes that meant walking in there and being angry, even yeah, if you weren't yeah. angry. And there was the one time he told me and the other coach, he's like, all right, just uh, stay outside. I'm, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do something. He goes in there. We hear F this, F that. We hear him kick a garbage can. And then he comes yeah. back out and he's smiling. He goes, that was fun. I think they'll, they'll have it. Yeah. yeah it, it was just so funny. Cause like, he wasn't mad at all, but he's like, I think that's what they need. <laughs> you know, the garbage can's always a good default too. Cause it's, oh, like, yeah. I mean, at least in the youth hockey, I don't see, I've not heard of that lately. I mean, obviously for yeah. good reason, I guess, but um, I don't know. It's just such a, you know, it puts on such a show when you kick a garbage can over and the worst thing that's flying out is some tape and spit. But it, he was, it was always funny. Cause he, he kicked many a garbage can. And when he knocked him over, he was such a nice guy. He would automatically like <laughs> set it back up and start taking all of the garbage oh. and putting it back in there. So it's like, even though he's, you know, cause sometimes he was mad and he'd kick it, it, it like, he's still yelling at the kids, picking up the, the, the stuff. And it was just like, just funny. Um, yeah. Then there was <laughs> some of my players will remember this one. I, I'm laying into him on, on something between periods and a phone's going off. And this is, you know, before smartphones, but texting was still very, fairly new. Everybody still had their flip phone, their Nextels, and somebody's phone's ringing. And then mm-hmm. I lay into him like, what is the rule in the locker room? All cell phones are out, blah, 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 blah. And then the three of us coaches walk out, and I pull my cell phone out of my pocket, and I go, oh, looks like I've got a missed phone call. <laughs> <laughs> we, never, we never told the boys that well, one. Of course not. It was like, can't ah. do that. Yeah, it was just one of those, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sends a message, right? Yeah, you know, but those are, those are the fun moments of coaching that I think uh, players just don't – know about where it's like oh, yeah, yeah. Th- th- those those are the times the, the stuff that goes on in the coaches room sometimes is just amusing you know the, the kid the things you want to say to the players but never do mm-hmm. uh because you can't 
And we, we, we had one, we, we, <laughs> it was report card time. So, uh, no, it was, we, we actually had uh midterm progress reports. And so we get them for the kids and those that have bad grades were calling in. We had one kid, his parents were really hard on him. They, they want him to get all A's and everything. And like, he got an A minus. And so we called him in just to see how he was doing. Cause yeah. like, we know mom and dad and he's like, I'm, I'm doing fine. I, I, I've talked to my teacher already. He just hadn't graded something. I turned it and we're like, okay, we just, we're worried about you. And he's like, okay. And then we call him this next kid. And he's got like three F's and two D's. And the one guy that's coaching with us, he just finished uh, playing a year in the ECHL during the lockout season, nonetheless. Mm. So, you know, he, he, he's like, and he, he had his a uh, degree in education. So he's going to, he's a teacher at the school. And he looks at the kid, he goes, how stupid are you? He goes, because you're not that stupid because it takes more work and effort to fail a class these days than it does yeah. to pass 100%. one. And he goes, and you're failing three of them. So like, w- what's the deal? You know, and, and then it's like, well, just so you know, you can't skate with the team till the grades come up. Somehow within a week, all of his grades were at least at a C. It's like, yeah. And, but Aaron was like, all you have to do is show up to class and breathe and you're going to pass. <laughs> He's Pretty like, much. what are you doing? Just laid into him. And uh, yeah. yeah. I digress. But modern coach is a weird thing. Cause I like when I first started the, the first right away, um, one of the goalies uh, had a bad game. He's like, he's like, it's rough. It's rough on the, on the ride home from the, on the bus. And he's like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's a bad game. It happens. Da, da, da. We lost. It's not your fault. He's like, oh, it's not just that man. I'm just getting uh, barked at all over Twitter. Oh, I'm like, geez. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah. about, cause I mean, honestly, when you're a high school goalie, the worst, your worst enemy is your head. It's not the yep. other team. It's your own head. Just right. staying collected. Cause your body can do everything it needs to do. Yeah, but it's your head, and then all there's you just add that layer. I'm like, what the? It's too if, much. If I was a high school goalie today, I, I, I would probably still be on social, but I would have comments and all of that turned yeah. off. No DMs. Yeah. Don't mention me. Every, yeah, only my friends. I don't know how. I don't know how anyone could deal with it. As yeah, a, as a 17, 16, 17, 18, 19 year or. Hopefully not 19, but um, that some, young, some yeah. of those iron range teams, you never know. <laughs> yeah, and it's not little league baseball, so. No, but no, I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, you know, especially in the state tournament because, you know, you see it more in the single A class than you do the double A class where I think, you know, Ward won what, five to nothing this morning mm-hmm. because, in, you, you know, Monticello, they're not a bad team. It's just. You know, but you know that goal is probably looking on Twitter or whatever the kids are on these days that yeah. we haven't heard about yet, and somebody's roasting them because it's when I coach, I was also the sports writer in Forest Lake for their mm-hmm. small local newspaper, so I kept an eye on at the time the message boards, and there was one specifically for high school hockey. You know, and some of the stuff, you know, the Elk River alcoholics as they called themselves, and. You know, and these were grown men, you know, going come back on. and forth, rating yeah, these yeah. kids. And it's like, come on, we're, you know. Like, let them be you know, kids. It's, it's yeah. yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Let, let, let the team be part of the fabric of your community, but don't tear them down and oh. destroy them for a bad game. You know, let them be kids. If they do succeed, yeah, build them up, celebrate them. But, you know, 
for most of them, the last time they take that high school sweater off is the last time they're taking a sweater off for competitive hockey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was for me. So it's, you know, it should have been for me, but I was just stubborn and didn't let it happen. And somehow still sat on the bench for four years in college. You, <laughs> you know? went to St. Mary's, right? Yeah. I, I went to okay. St. Mary's. I, I, I was in the program. As I say, I, I played JV and it's funny because one of my teammates, you've probably seen him at the rinks, Alan Knowles. He, he played at Hermantown. Um, I think I have. Yeah. Yeah. He, he plays, uh, I think he says he plays his uh, men's league games down at parade in Minneapolis with the team. But uh, he, he's a, he's an interesting kid. He, he's a, he was adopted out of South Korea mm. uh, and, and grew up in Hermantown. He's like, I fit in real well, <laughs> <laughs> but um <clears throat> He, you know, he he made the varsity team and everything else, but he quit junior year. This, this is another fun story, but, um, you know, I was like, yeah, it's just, you know, the backup JV goal. He's like, dude, you still played college hockey. You're like, you were in the program. And I was like, I know, but, you know, it's not like I was a starter any of those four years or anything. He goes, doesn't matter, you know? So, so I got kind of a, like, uh, so I never actually played anywhere. So I played for Fridley and I never really played anywhere after I quit for like five mm-hmm. years, had dreams about playing hockey and like, I got to get back into it. My brother, um, was at going at the U at the time and decides to, he's like, oh, I'm going to play for the, um, intramural team. And he was like, he was in a frat, which is really weird. He's not a frat <laughs> guy at all. Um, and he's like, Hey, can you, can you come play for our team? I'm like, oh, I still got my pads. I guess I'll throw them on. I go out and play and I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is great. And like, it's so weird. So I, I keep, I go to every open skate, every open skate in the air. Remember Victor Memorial had a great open skate. Mm-hmm. I do the, I couldn't do the week one, day ones as much. That used to be a legendary one in the cities here for anyone that lives in Minneapolis. You, you could go there uh, as a high school player. It was open skate at like three something on a weekday. There'd be golfer players there, current golfer players. I'm like, what, what's happening that just doesn't happen a north minneapolis rink which is not the nicest area yeah um in um in minneapolis and you have the best players in the cities right crazy so i go the, so i go to sunday morning skate i drive down to like uh, invergrove i do everything to skate 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 just get back into it because I, I didn't like being not good right yeah. so then i finally like uh, um do you remember the goalie store bulletin board stuff yes um, I post on there just randomly. I'm like, I, I feel like I got to get kind of in a regular skate. I'm, I'm sick of doing these open skates. Not, I would still do them because I wanted to get the, the reps in or whatever. And uh, uh, Dave Hagginson, he was skating with um, <clears throat> some old NHL alumni guys. And I go, he's like, hey, uh, I have a good skate in uh, Edina. Can you come fill in for me? I'm like, sure, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I go there and I'm like, holy crap, a North Star's here. An NHL player. I never played with an NHL player. Yeah. And, was, and it was Tom Younghands. He's an older guy, but that guy still goes hard. Yep. I mean, he's a great character. I don't know if you've met him before. Black I haven't met bar. him, but I know I've heard the stories of him, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's great, great. So I'm in that skate and like that climbs up and I'm kind of, they're like, oh, they like you there. And it's the hockey docks. I'm skating with the hockey docks for a while, skating for them a while. And uh, Dave would, would fill in with this other group at Parade. Um, and then I end up going to skate over. He, he can't make it. I go skate over there and it's Joe Dietzik skate. And I'm like, who's the other goal? I'm like, amazing. Joe's like, you know, he, his first, what was his first shift was like between Lemieux and Yager or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> I go there. Who's the other goalie? Tom Newman, Tom Newman 
is the goalie I wanted to be when I was a little kid. I mean, he was, you know, like he was the goal for goalie, starting goalies, absolute stud. Um, I get into with those skates and through that, I've just like climbed out further from all that stuff. And um, so you've, you've interviewed uh, Jude Hall. I know him because yep. he's the coach with SPA. Uh, Connor, I know him through DTIC. And uh, Adam Carlson, I also know him through DTIC. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was going back through all those. And I remember <laughs> um, Adam had just, it was kind of towards the end. I think he had just won gold, junior gold, whatever. And this, I'm not taking any credit for this at all, but I, I remember him sitting there like saying like, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I'm like, man, the worst thing in here, it's like, it's good and bad, but where did you play? I can't say, I can't say anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you got the means for it, man, and he, he had, he had S behind him as well. Yeah. You know, vouch for him. Yeah. Like, and like, I played with S. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. I saw that. Um, I'm like, if you can go somewhere, do it. Cause it's it, it, life. There's plenty of life ahead of you. Yep. It sucks to say, where'd you play and go like, Fridley high school. You know, like that's where I, that's where it ended for me really from a competitive standpoint. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny when you say that, cause when I was coaching and the kids be like, well, where'd you play your high school hockey? And it's like in Chicago and like, whatever. And then I think it was my second year coaching and our, we were playing in the uh, Florida arena Christmas tournament and mm-hmm. Fenwick high school who played in the Catholic league against us came up and they had just come off winning a state championship in Illinois and they played the only way to explain it is Catholic League hockey, mm-hmm. where we beat the living daylights out of each other every sure. It doesn't matter that we're all Catholic school kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll go to penance on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but just, I call it clean, dirty hockey, uh, yeah. because we knew where the line was, and we'd go up to the line, and then, and these kids are just, every time you go into the corner, you're getting hit. Every time there's a chance for an open ice hit, you're getting hit. Like there's no, no throttle there. And, you know, our kids were just getting like, Jesus. So they're talking to the ref and the ref's like, technically they're playing clean hockey. It's just. They're hitting hard. Yeah. Elk River did that for through their youth. I remember playing against Elk River. I'm like, this is brutal. Yeah. It's going to be a tough night and it works. And then uh, Fenwick went and I mean, they destroyed every team they played and they went up wound up winning that championship. And after that term, I walked into the rink, you know, head held a little higher and the, the comments kind of went down when they're like, Oh, you, you played in that Catholic league. It's like, yeah. It's like now for all of you kids that make your way up to Evelyn, take a look in there. Cause I'm told I haven't been up there yet, but the Chicago Catholic hockey league is the oldest continuously played, uh, con or not conference. Uh, yeah. Conference in the U S for high school mm. hockey. Uh, it's been around since I think the fifties and, you know, hasn't stopped for a year or anything like that. They've always been playing. I wish I know. I went up there a year or two ago um, on the way up to Cabotoga. We did like a little fishing vacation. Oh, fun. I had to I go all the way up here. There's not much. Yeah. Yeah. My, my son went up to a uh, Boy Scout winter camp out in Ely uh, a couple years ago, right, right before COVID. And, uh, the only reason I considered going was so that I could take some time and head over to the hall of fame and check it out. But no, I, I was smart and stayed home because I had, uh, I was recovering still from throwing my back out. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do winter camping with a bad back. No, that would not be fun yeah. at all. Yeah. At all. And th- th- they were sleeping outside in 20 below zero weather. I was like, eh, it doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah. 
yeah yeah back to what you're saying though is like the where'd you play kind of thing it's such it's such a it takes on a new uh meaning when you're in beer league because it's like it really i mean i know guys that didn't make it far as as far as yeah. the grand scheme of things and they're just lights out now the yeah. guys that did make it pretty far and they're like i don't know i kind of expected more you know yeah they, well guys that made it further than maybe they should have or they just peaked at the right time and they almost kind of lost that zest for playing but they still play because they like the guys kind of yeah. deal oh, absolutely. you know so they're not as good or for some of them they're maybe twice the size they were when they played uh, at a yeah, higher level yeah. that that's i've seen that but i mean i got a guy on my team he didn't play organized hockey at all until the beer leagues and he is a true ankle bender but mm. you know what he's one of the hardest playing guys we have on the team and he enjoys it a lot more than most of the other guys because of that because he didn't oh, have yeah. that chance as a kid yeah and you know what He's one of my best defensemen because he's got a great, you know, hockey sense of him. I'll take him on a two-on-one late in a game, holding on to a two-one lead to break up that breakaway. Then a couple of my other defensemen because just clog that pass, make sure that pass doesn't happen. Yeah. And on top of that, he listens to me when I talk to him. If I'm saying Mm -hmm. tie up that guy's stick, he's going to tie up that guy's stick on the back door, or or on that odd man rush. If I'm saying take the pass, he's going to play the pass and you know where half the time you know my guys probably just don't hear me they're not listening for me and so they do what they want you know I've been pretty blessed in my men's league stuff that I've got uh I've got I usually have good D in front of me which helps so much yeah well yeah this this last week my game I I don't know what it was but my guys let me see most of the shots and it Mm -hmm. made the game almost uh not boring no game's ever boring but it was kind of routine it was just yeah. like boom shot you know there, there were no everything yeah there, there was one I had three guys in front of me couldn't see but I knew a shot was coming so I just went down and I made the save and the third guy turns around he's like hey that was a hell of a hell of a save and I looked at him he said I had no idea where it was <laughs> I said I just knew it was coming I, I tried Getting an area you know right? the, the Steve McKee can play big I, I was just trying to be big there I was like I just knew it was coming and I prepared for it. I, I said it could have gone by me and I wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like summertimes I'll skate um, that perfect world training stuff. Jordy Murray runs. It's um, like NHL skates. Basically they're training in the summer. Yeah. And when they start playing full ice, it is absolutely amazing how that plays out. It's, it's unbelievable how night, like you can just go, this is how hockey's supposed to happen. You yes. watch NHL because you're used to, I mean, most of us are used to watching NHL hockey. So how it you're supposed to play, everything pans out, but it's the all the minutia is where you get ripped up, right? So it, it's funny you'll say that because I fill in for hockey finder games every now and then. Mm. Those game, even though I play in the D division at the super rink, that's still better than most of the hockey finder leagues in our area. <laughs> um so when I play fill in for hockey finder teams, I find I don't play as well. And that's because to your point, things don't happen the way we expect them to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. they get that pass, but they fumble it. And so instead of shooting right away, now they pass it back over that person fumbles it. So you wind up getting caught out of position an awful lot because you're just naturally reacting. And then when I skate up to higher levels, I play really well because it's the things that I expect to happen are actually happening now. Yeah. It's, um, it's so, so I used to skate in a morning skate 
and uh, on Sundays I would skate in the morning and I'd skate at night. And my night skate at the team at the time wasn't quite as up to par, was pretty far separated from the morning skate. Morning skate, yeah. A bunch of ex St. Mary's guys actually. Um, uh, Phil Heinel's the like little goalie there now that you, yeah. I heard, uh, I heard uh, Jude mention him. I'm like, yeah, he was like, right after name. me. Yeah, yeah. Phil He's was so, right after me. He's so good. And like, yeah. I'm like, oh, who's this kind of short guy over there? And I'll, I watch him play. I'm like, okay, he's going to beat me nearly every game now because it's it, we do it's an organized skate and we do back and forth yep. every three goals. So it's like, ooh, it's usually a goaltending battle. So I'm like, oh, God. It, the last couple of years since COVID, I put on a, a bunch of weight. So it's trying me trying to keep my breath. And those <laughs> stick goalies, so good. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, the the how how organized like the flow of the game, like going from a good skate to a bad skate is so disorganized. It's so like disorienting, I should say. Yeah, I when I was home on breaks in college, I would go down to Johnny's Ice House because um, they had an I think it was an eleven thirty rat hockey every day, and it was great. So you get these guys that worked in the loop because it was right there. Yep, they'd come over for lunch. So I mean, we had lawyers, we had doctors. We had one guy just called him Morris because he was like Morris from Slapshot, just the dirtiest guy in the locker room where it's like, you disgust me, Morris. But then we had Father Murray, the 72-year-old retired Navy chaplain that would come out and skate with us. And it's like, you had this mix of talent in it, but it was still the best skate in the city because of, you know, right in the middle of the day, it was great. Well, when I was home over break between junior and senior year, because that was the one summer I went home every other year I just stayed at school and worked our hockey camp which meant mm-hmm. skating for four or five hours every night with my teammates but this summer I went home to intern and uh I'm doing these skates early in the summer and we had a couple NHL guys start coming out with us and Billy Zito the Florida GM he yeah. was skating with us because he was a player rep at the time and Billy was a heck of a hockey player he played over in Europe I think I remember him saying but uh he had some of his guys starting to come back and you knew they were just holding back and they were getting frustrated with some of the passing. And so Billy gets them the hour and a half before rat hockey. And it was about the second week they had their skate going. And uh, one of the guys comes up to me, he's like, Hey, uh, we need a goalie tomorrow. You want to come out early? It's like, yeah, I got to come out early the the rest of the summer. It's funny because I'm getting off the ice like two, three weeks later and one of the guys from the rat hockey is like, oh, too good for us now. You won't skate with us, will you? It's like, no, I'm kind of tired after that 90 minutes with these guys. But Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can't pass up that opportunity. You know, and, and I think what most people don't realize is, you know, the skating speed of those guys was comparable to what I was seeing at the Division three level, mm-hmm. but it was the passing. Mm-hmm. It was the the hands, and on top of that, the shots. Yep, the shots. Hundred yep. percent. They weren't necessarily always faster, but they were a lot harder. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, when they hit you, they hit you. We had one Russian guy. We, we just called him Sergey because we couldn't pronounce his name. He was playing for Tampa Bay. He whipped one by my head the one day, and you know the spin of a baseball, how you can hear that. Yeah, you hear it hissing. Yeah. It's the only time I heard the spin of a hockey puck go yeah. by my ear and I just like I stood up and I looked at Sergey and I had to have cartoon eyes just coming out of my head and <laughs> like he had terrible English and he just goes sorry like <laughs> had had no control over a shot but it was like 
Jesus, don't kill me, man. <laughs> those skates are why you get the pro gear. Like any of the, like, as soon as I started getting involved in those circles, I'm like, I have to buy, I'm like, I'm not buying your retail pro. Like Vaughn, yeah. Vaughn has a, re, a retail pro chest, but they also have a pro pro chest. Yep. Some of the shops have them now where it's like extra in the bicep yep. and the forearms. And I think honestly, the newer, the newer Vaughn stuff is a little tougher than it used to be in, in the retail pro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like last, it was a two summers ago. I have I have one of, like up on my YouTube channel. I've got a bunch of old videos on there. But yeah, like, Breezy and Galagasi taking full one tees, like like thirteen feet out, and I'm like, thank God I bought the good stuff. <laughs> my my shoulder my my collarbone been shattered if if I would have taken that shot in a crappy one. Well, it's like I was talking to Bones, the e bug down in uh, Nashville, and he was talking about He's, the day being out there with Shea Weber. You know, yeah, yeah. For, I, think he broke a net or something he's a good goalie he's a really good goalie i I watch his videos and he's a solid player and he plays really smart yeah he he's a guy where i think if he grew up somewhere other than nashville probably could have went on to play at you know some decent levels it shocks me his uh youtube channel doesn't have like isn't huge huge yeah i I mean he's got some great videos out there but uh they're good videos and there's great production on all of them. Not to knock yeah. anyone else's, but like his production levels, his content yep. are top notch. Top notch. I love it. Yeah. When we were thinking of moving to Nashville, him and I were texting back and forth. He was helping me answer questions about neighborhoods, school districts and everything else. And um, yeah, one of these days, him and I are going to get out there together and I'm going to teach him proper two pad stack recovery. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was taught that <laughs> the, the bottom leg tuck and then, yeah, yeah. Yep. you know, it was like two pad stack recovery, proper poke check, you know, cause we were taught poke checking, you know, old school out on your belly extension oh, yeah. Yeah. all the way oh, yeah. how to recover from that, you know, skate saves. Cause he's got that sweet set of vintage equipment, you know? Yeah. That's, he's a brave man that comes out in those, uh, yeah, even well, in a pickup skate, I, I there used to be a so that that I was mentioning earlier that Victory Memorial, the Northside uh, pickup yeah. skate. There was a guy that would bike ten miles every day, every day, uh, every Sunday morning. This guy was probably fifty eight to sixty five years old, somewhere in there. He'd bike with his goalie gear, a little trailer. He'd bike it out there. He had the old Cooper separate separates. Yeah. He had little Montreal pad, like Montreal styled pads that they're they almost looked like they were 10 inches wide. He'd go out there and play stand up with a stick that was as old as he was. Um, and these were junior kids out there just clapping on him. It's insane. I'm like, he still had, I, I, he had something similar to that. Remember the old Cooper that maybe like had a, a catch about that wide. I got one some here. Yeah. The old soft. Yeah. It was brutal. It was soft here. Like, what are you doing? Yep. If you, um, like the one thing about those old school chest protectors, you're like, okay, well, it's not as protective, but our gloves used to be so big back when I was in high school. Like, remember before the, the, they changed it, the gloves and the blockers were monstrous. Well, that was my old glove was probably the biggest Vaughn they ever made. And then I go to this one and I'm like, Oh, it's there's the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, surprisingly, when I got this, I brought it home. Like one of the first things I did was go out in the garage and get my old one and like put them side by side. And it's not as small as you would think. I think it just because they took the cheater away and kind of Mm -hmm. incorporated it in, it doesn't look as big as the other ones were. Um, The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. 
As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But yeah, it's like going going from probably the biggest glove ever made to something else was. I used to have the old uh, Brian's Thief Midnight Edition. I used oh. like that that finally cracked right there. I like almost broke yeah. a finger. I'm like, okay, I think it's time to retire this. And then I was kind of right when I was getting back into hockey, obviously because I was using my old stuff. And I for a while I just bought a bunch of that Simmons stuff for dirt cheap and kind of just yeah. That. And then I'm like, I kind of want, you know, like they. I think they've made the same pad. I, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think the pads not really changed a lot since even like, you know, like Oh eight or Oh nine. Yeah. And then I, and then I went into like, I got into warrior stuff right when uh, Pete Smith got over there and I've been with warrior. I buy warrior pads every year. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I looked at the warrior stuff. I liked the pads. I liked the feel mm-hmm. of the blocker, but I didn't like the glove. Really? Yeah. Th- th- there was just something about the glove feel that I didn't like and to me, you know, take all the other equipment away. The glove has to feel good in yeah. a boy's hand. I hear and you. I hear you. I, I, I don't know what it was because I really wanted to like Warrior because it, it's good stuff. Um, yeah. I, I probably would have gone with it. But, you know, having been in Vaughn as long as I have, it, it didn't break my heart that I was still going with well, Vaughn again. I mean, you know? yeah, go with what you know, right? So, yeah. Yeah, the it, the um the Warrior gloves have a removable palm, so you can kind of change it a little bit. Yeah, it's weird. It was weird, like the seventy-five or whatever it is. Like I like that a lot, but um, for a little bit I was using a CCM glove. Mm-hmm. I hated how it felt. But I'm like, I'm making really sick saves with this glove <laughs> on. I, I don't know what, like, kind of back and forth on it. I need to find something sort of in between it all, angle wise, and I think I'll be set. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest issue I have with my new glove is, for as long as I want to have this stuff, I went with the Pro Palm. Mm. not the game ready. So it's taken longer to, yeah. you know, the other one was so flappy that, you know, it's like, boom. So getting it broken, it's, it's getting there, but it's still a little stiff. Have you heard of that factory mad guy? I know you can send gloves to him and he'll, he'll do something to him to make them more. Yeah. I got I that greasy mitts league. So the nice thing about, I love talking gear. We could probably do like six episodes and we wouldn't run out of content here, Yeah, but that greasy mitts league's got four other or five other goalies there. So, um, I get to talk gear all the time. Yep. Guys, there does he does send his CCL or his Lefave gloves off to uh, off to the factory man, and they come back and they're nice. They are quite nice. But yeah. It's to, at the same time, like my warrior ones, I get them and I can snap them. I can clap them nice and loud. Right yeah. When I get them. So it's it. But when you get a pro palm, that's kind of what you're going to get. Yeah. So and I mean, a- th- that was something we talked about. You know, um, Tori and I over at General Sports was. So 
you know, do I want it game ready, you know, easy to do that right away? Or do I go with the pro palm so that it lasts as long as I want it to? It's like, well, you know, I'm not playing to get my name on the Stanley Cup. I'm just playing to get a beer after the game. I'll I'll sacrifice maybe a few of them popping out here um, early on. Lundquist used to just use his uh, practice palm. That's um, he just do the kind of like that yeah. lacrosse catch, and it worked out great for him. <laughs> he had an okay career, I think. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think it was last week on Ingle Magazine, the uh, um, gear segment with Cam Matt. With you know, they were talking about breaking in a glove. So I mean, I have my stick here, and then I got yeah. my garage clamps in the back. So today it's open tomorrow. It's going to be clamped closed. I saw that. I saw that. That's it. Have you done the skate, the skate bake thing or no? Uh, yeah, I did it when we were in the store. Um, we've got a really nice commercial range oven at our house where I can get it to lower temperatures. Good. Part of, part of me wants to do it, but I'm like, no, I I'll just stick with the skate ovens. Uh, but I haven't, been back to the shop or anything i could probably because i'm up in hugo i could probably go it's quite a trek to get over to general sports i could probably yeah, go down lot. to strauss and if it wasn't too busy they'd probably throw it in their skate oven for me for sure for sure um, i think they have one over at Venice sports center they have that uh little pro shop connected to it i think they have an oven there and if they do um i worked at i did a contract through 3m for a while and right. like day two I'm talking to the guy that I was shadowing before they kind of set me loose to do my stuff. And, you know, we're getting to know each other and it's like, yeah, I play hockey. I'm a goalie. And then there's this email automation guy off in the corner. He does one of these. You're a goalie. Are you? I was like, yeah. And he goes, 3M has their own league. And uh, you know, would you be interested in playing? Cause our goalie wants to retire. And it's like, yeah, yeah. So the goalie didn't retire that year. And then they called me the next year and they're like, Hey, you want to play? It's like, yeah. And it's only four people who worked at or currently work at 3M. And it's like, okay, thought it was something, you know, somebody started. No, the waiver came from 3M legal. So like the company itself runs this league as like, this is pretty cool. Now, some of the teams have really good guys on it. Some of them, you know, we got a bunch of older guys on our team, which is a goalie I like, because it means I'm going to get a lot of shots. I'd rather you know, I'd rather be busy back there. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we got two games into the season and it was, we got our first game done. That was fun. And then this COVID thing started rearing its head and we were finding out N95 was the mask to wear. So, you know, the the team email is like, all right, who's bringing the uh, masks from work for us? Jokingly, (laughs) little did we know. And like, we're in the, we're in the locker room getting ready for the game. And, you know, we're getting the email or the uh, notifications from ESPN that the NBA shut down. We're like, Hmm, let's enjoy this game guys. And bad news sports center has the uh, bar connected to it. And the the games were at like five, six o'clock at night. They were great times. That's nice. Right after work. But what's even better is it's still two for ones at sacks after the game. So we would go (laughs) over there and get our two beers for the, you know, but we were still able to say, yeah, I only bought myself one beer tonight. Um, And that I forget who Chicago was playing. I think it may have been Anaheim. And that was the last NHL game played. And, they already knew that was going to be the last one. So we're like, we're going to do a second round tonight. And yeah, yeah. That's, that hasn't started back up. But long story short, um, it's supposed to be starting back up again this year. So if I'm playing there, there I go. can run up early, throw the glove in the oven, and uh, 
Perfect. And head out on the ice. So it'd be perfect timing. I feel like that's another element to job security for you too. keep those contracts going, right? Well, yeah, I, I was working contract work and I liked it, you know, I, I can get into the benefits of contracting versus FTE, but I got yeah. tired of, you know, every year to two years having to worry about the contract ending. Now I hear you. I hear I'm you. in a nice, comfortable work from home role doing the same Perfect. stuff. It's like, I'll, I'll hold on to this one for a while, but I'm still going to keep those connections. Oh yeah. At yeah. places like 3M because when people start there, they only leave because they want to, or they do something mm-hmm. really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 they treat their people pretty well over there. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So believe it or not, I actually had notes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th- this is what happens when goalies talk. Um, so one of the first things I remember seeing on your social back when I first started following you is you got to skate with Ollie and Jacob when they were in town for uh yeah. let's play hockey x well how did that transpire um basically so their manager knows dietzik well okay um their friends or yeah their managers in town here so they that that's why they end up in minneapolis quite a bit yeah they're um, probably if they're not in town already they're they got to be on their way for okay, the they expo. gotta be they gotta be so um he met dietzik messages me like hey do you want to do like kind of a skit thing with them uh over at parade and i'm like yeah sure of course i will i'm like these guys are a riot. Yeah. So I go over there and we, do... <laughs> um, they never use it. This is the worst part of it is they never use what I, <laughs> what we filmed, but one of the deals was like how to warm up the goalie. And I'm like, takes the goalie, just blast it at my face. Cause my, I have a good, I have a good helmet. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. And you know, like he, I've taken shots on the dome from him. And of course the time he shoots in this thing, it like was a cheek shot. I and mean, oh. it was a, it was a, I, my cages are all out in my garage right now. I no joke have like eight cages that are just fold like the, the yep. cause I only use cat eyes um, that are just pushed in and it was a cheek shot. And I'm like, he's like, Hey, uh, instructions on how to warm up the goalie. And he's like full, full tilt slap, right, right on the cheek. I'm like, Oh, all right. <laughs> so they did that. And then they were kind of doing like a, how to get hit by an NHL player kind of thing. Um, yeah. This was in the tiny three V three rink. So one, I think the sound was garbage because it was just so echoey. It's a parade three v three rink. I love three v three hockey. Um, I played it. I know a lot of the rinks are doing it now. Um, Hattrick it used to be Hattrick Arena. It's called something else over in St. Louis Park now. But the, it's just so fun for goalies. Check your ego at the door. Yep. Um, and you, you just get nonstop action. But the, the rink there was just so tiny. The audio I don't think worked out. And the the, the lights are those old filaments or whatever. I think. Yeah. The, the, it was the big yellow cast on it, I think. So. Yeah, I I like three on three because I'm not very good at playing the puck. In, <laughs> in those games, it's like that's yeah. where I try and, you know, come out and stop those rings more often and, you yeah. know, try and get gain a little confidence because it, it is you're, you're out there for fun. Here in the White Bear area, we have the old White Bear Hippodrome, which is an mm. it's almost 100 years old, that rink now. Yeah, yeah. But it's a small rink that they just really use for mite hockey and then, you know. Perfect. Older groups will rent it for three on three, and some of my teammates they rent it every few weeks. And it's—I wouldn't say it's practice for us, but it gets us more ice time anyway. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to work on those those skills. But uh, yeah, if, if those fellows are in town this week, I got an idea for some good video where that we could do with them. You know, 
more focused on the goalies and how do we clear people out of the way? You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, Patrick Waugh and Dino Cicerelli was one. Uh, there, there's a couple of ways we, we could clear them out of the way. Field tap or the, I like my one, one of my coaches always to get like, get the stick behind their foot and then kick your stick. Yeah. And oh. it, it, it hides it a lot. And you're like, okay, well. You don't even have to kick it. You just, you got to find that sweet spot. Push. Yeah. yeah and just the slightest push. Um, I had one coach, he goes, you can always tell when the guy's coming from your glove side. He goes, all you have to do is push your hands out like this and they're going to skate right over your stick and trip. But it just looks like you're in your position and they got too close to you. <laughs> he's like, it's like, man, that's a good one. And I've done that several times and not once gotten called for a penalty. That's awesome. I, I yeah. kind of don't mess around with that anymore. I've There's so many times where I'm like shoving and pushing it. And it's yep. like, you get so distracted with trying to create space that they're taking shots and you're like, you're not stable. Yeah. So even, even in high, I watched some of my high school goalies. There's a couple times where they got, they were started shoving and pushing and it, they get bit on it. And I think it's, yeah, there's a balance. There's obviously, but because you can't let them take the crease, right. you have to have your space, but you know, you know what I've gotten much better as instead of trying to fight them, I get the ref's attention. I'm like, Hey, they're getting in yeah. my crease. They're impeding yeah. my play. And more often than not, within the next couple minutes, there's a whistle for being in the crease. And th- yeah. that that clears it out a, pretty quick. Social you know? engineering. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and then it's it's that opportunity to have a good conversation with the ref. And they, uh, you know, now now they're looking out for you. Yeah. They're watching the crease a little bit quicker, which, and... which leads to quicker whistles, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're, <laughs> they're lately in beer league, you know, because – there's always time to push a guy out. You know, I, I might put my glove on their backside to let, let them know, like, hey, I'm right here, don't back up. Mm-hmm. But there was one guy just camped out. There, his teammates weren't seeing him. I was like, hey, I see you. And I, I jokingly said, I should have pulled a Cicerelli on you. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. So <laughs> a couple minutes later, he's standing right in front of the net. Nobody, and so I just very lightly bring the stick up between his legs and hit him on the inside of his leg. And he turns around and just starts laughing. <laughs> you know, it's like that, that that's at, at our level of play. That That's all that's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Just let him know um, you're there. Yeah. So some folks maybe found you recently because of a uh, quite a long music video that was put out on oh. YouTube <laughs> with your brother and his band, you know, yeah. the, the Wong tones, uh, how did he approach you with that one? Clearly he's the only one on it in the band that skates. How did he convince them to do a concert on the ice? I'll say that Kenny Holman was a pretty good, he, I think he knew how to skate. He had an okay shot too. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, he was actually kind of thinking about doing that a while back um, last year, I think. And things just didn't line up. Yeah. So he, I, he had some like ideas around it. And I'm like, I'm like, if you ever need me, like, not that it's like I'm my brother's a big musician and it's like I'm a goalie like or IT so yeah <laughs> I can fix your computer but you're all Mac anyway so I can't do that but uh, uh I'm like if there's anything if you ever need me for a video or whatever just yeah I'll say yes so it worked out really well he was supposed to go play down in Northfield they're supposed to have it all in Northfield okay. so like, something happened where uh the rink had to like not not let him have the ice time and I'm like well people are flying in and they, they, there happened to be an opening over at Charles Schultz Arena in St. Paul, and six hours of open ice time on a week on a weekend, 
during the hockey season. Are you kidding yeah. me? Good rink. It was a big rink. So yeah, he, he called, called me. He's like, we're going to do some skilly skits and you can kind of, um, you know, we'll just have fun with it. I'm like, all right, cool. So it was so weird to see, you know, like Sonny T's out playing a, a bass on the, on the Zamboni and yeah. bars actually drumming with skates on and stuff. So like, yeah, that, that, that was funny playing the drums while being the goal. Like he's not even trying to stop anything and they still couldn't <laughs> score. That that tells you how good of uh, hockey players some of, some of these uh, musicians were, but it, it was amusing. That's for sure. And I was aiming for the symbol on the, on my shot. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 You're much better shooting the puck than I'll ever be. That's for sure. Turco grip, man, that, that changed my life. You know, since I've, I've gotten much better playing the puck since I started the Turco grip, mm. uh, but I'm still not very good. Although, Practicing that, like, during warm-ups like i'll uh, back when i was trying i'm like i i have to learn how to play the puck i literally i could never even lift the puck when like the bro door yep. like the wildest uh hand under the stick turco grip i couldn't believe it. I, like i could go i'm going bar down bar down bar down yeah. i was never a puck player and now i'm like i can i'll try and sauce passes out to the blue far blue if i see line changes happening now so it's a blast when you get because I, I don't do it if it's a sketchy situation now yeah um I still, I'm still not that confident. I'm not like, uh, you know, uh, Marty Turco or whatever, but like <laughs> if, if I see a line change and there's an opportunistic situation, I'm like, I'm sending it. Yeah. Like if we're up a goal and like, there's no threats around me, let's, why not try and get an apple? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm trying to become more confident. Like I'm not terrible. I'm better than I give myself credit for, but you know, part of me is like, do I need to come out and stop that ring and play, you know, move the puck up ice? In beer league, probably not. If there was something on the line, if we were playing in the playoffs, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in a normal beer league, nah. Bringing is another story. If the puck comes to me, I'll play it. Behind the net, I'm like, I'm not skating. Yeah. I'm already, yeah, already it's, tired. It, exactly. It's like these guys keep me busy as it is. I, I, yeah. I average close to 40 shots a game. <laughs> you know, a busy game. I, I don't know how you edit your stuff down to two minutes. I got I to gotta learn how to do that when I, if I – you know, if I ever post again, it's going to sound funny, but I use iMovie because it's so easy just to yeah. like, chop, you know, chop, chop. yeah, because when you chop it, it automatically pulls it over. But if you're using, um, you know, the Adobe products, you got to pull it over. And pull, so it, like I'll do my intro and outro in After Effects and then mm. pull, pull that in. But mm. iMovie is just so user friendly and it's just boom. Yeah. 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 I used to use windows movie maker. Do yeah. The same thing. You're like, why I, all we're doing is chopping things up. You don't, you don't need fancy in-betweens and all that. Yeah, exactly. So be- before we get to the 10 not so rapid fire questions recently, you posted uh, a fun little photo where you happen to be the e-bug for the night for the wild. Now I didn't realize until um, KVG was talking to him, but Connor is right now the only e-bug for the wild. So he clearly couldn't make that game. Did he just reach out to you? How, how did that all transpire? Yeah. So earlier in the season, he kind of gave me a heads up. It'd be me and it's someone else that like, Hey, if I, if I need you, um, mm-hmm. we're, I'm going to ask one of you guys. And he, I, I thought we were going to, he kind of was talking about an orientation situation. I'm like, well, you know, as I have learned, when you get in situations, you kind of don't feel like you belong in. Yeah. Just don't ask questions. Like, Yep. Thank you. Uh, it'll happen when it happens. I I'm locked and loaded kind of situation. Yeah. So he kind of gave me a heads up. Like we might do an orientation. 
da, 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 and that, that wasn't happening. I'm like, that's okay. Cause like, I'm sure there's a reason, right? Yeah. Like, there's a uh, pro sports seems so busy. You're not going to entertain these like side situations. So, yeah. Um, and I, obviously Connor's good for it. So um, it's kind of like, I'm like, Holy crap, it might happen. It might happen. And then um, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard from a while. Maybe, maybe, you know, he makes most of them. Right. Yeah. So he, yep. And why wouldn't you, I would make sure I never missed any of them. Yeah. So, you get to go to a wild game for nothing. Why wouldn't you? And exactly. you're, you're up in the press box. So you don't have to pay for your food either. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so the situation happens a really good reason he couldn't make it. Um, and I get the call. I'm like, Oh my God, this is heck. Yeah. And I, <laughs> the funny thing is it's in the press box. So the wild press box, um, you have to have a suit. You're wearing yeah. a suit. And, uh, I, you heard me earlier. I put on weight and I go, look at my suit. And I'm like, I, I don't have a suit for this. I I'm too heavy now. I had to go. I ended up spending like way too much on one uh, suit for one night. Hopefully I can use it for my wedding too. We'll see. But, yeah. um, I go buy a suit. And I'm like, I just broke my six. I was pissed the other skate, uh, <laughs> shattered my brand new hyperlight stick on the, on the post. Like, sideways kind of thing i wasn't i didn't think i was gonna do it i wasn't um so i have to go buy a new stick i gotta buy a new suit i'm like i'm in you know like 500 plus bucks for this would have been cheaper to go to the game on your own (laughs) (laughs) yeah like yeah so i'm like well whatever it costs we're making it happen because this is a light once a lifetime opportunity hopefully not once a lifetime connor but if you're watching well Um, yeah connor if you are listening you like (laughs) You know, I, I've got a suit that fits. <laughs> um, in fact, I, I've got the perfect tie. So I, I had to wear a shirt and tie every day in high school because yeah. I went to all boys Catholic high school. And the only restrictions were it couldn't be vulgar. It sure. couldn't show nudity or drugs or alcohol. So I found this tie. The background happened to be maroon, our main school color. And it was a bunch of hockey players fighting. Awesome. I wore that tie every day for four years. That's awesome. I still have that Perfect. one I can wear. <laughs> My teachers loved it. They thought it was great. You great. know, so yeah, it, it, it's, uh, I, I saw that and I was happy for you. You know, I, I would it, it say. Was such an, it's such an amazing experience. I, I, I message Bones because I, I don't, I don't, like, I kind of like, like his stuff and we kind of yeah. lightly message back and forth. I don't know him super well, but I'm like, hey man, this is, I'm like, you were so lucky to be able to do this. And I'm thanking Connor as much, trying yeah. to not be annoying how much I'm thanking Connor with my posts and stuff. And like, yep. it was the, the wild, the organization makes you feel so special. It was like, it was such a cool experience. I can't, I like, obviously I'm a big, I was a big fan and I'm, I, I just couldn't believe how, how, how important they make you feel, uh, throughout that whole process. It's a, it's amazing. I mean, you're, you're parking right under the rink. You're mm-hmm. people know your name walking in and I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm not used to this kind of like notoriety. Yeah. Am I in an all, alternate you know? reality right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And like, they're so nice. They're like anything you want, go anywhere you want. You get to go on that elevator and say, which floor you want to go on. I did a lap and I, I just missed um, Chris and uh, Bill Guerin. Um, Cause I, I took a lap between the second and third period and they were going to, he came up to say hi. I'm like, oh, of course. That's right. <laughs> I'm not there. But. Yeah. My wife, uh, she was the director of events at the Minneapolis St. Paul business journal for a while. Mm. And they held in conjunction with the wild, a pretty cool, like cocktail hour, um, deal at the X. And yeah. it was on a night the wild weren't playing, 
Uh, they were supposed to be on the ice actually for a practice, but different things happened and they weren't. So they were doing tours of the arena. And uh, I, I didn't go on one because I was just, you know, standing by my wife in case she needed help with anything. And uh, their director of marketing or something came by and he's like, all right, I'll take the last one. And he's like, I, I have more access than the other people that were doing it. So he actually took us out on the ice. Uh, the only awesome. thing, the only place they didn't take us was the locker room. Yeah. Um, that was the only place we didn't go, but he's like, yeah, go out on the ice. We're, they can't be mad at me. I, you know, I'm one of the bosses here, yeah. uh, but we, we were up in the press box and everything else. It's, it, it's a, you know, you go to that rink as a fan and it's cool, but once you start getting behind the scenes and seeing, you That's know, amazing. some of that stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's a really cool place. I've skated there a handful of times. I, I got to do, go go out there once when a bunch of the coaches were out there with a bunch of group skate, like that they that they had, like Andrew Burnett and whatnot. We're out there, and that was amazing. You, you, it's insane how hot it is. Yes. It's like standing in a gym, and I'm like, I'm a sweaty guy already, and I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 my legs were twigs, like gingerbread man, straight after that skate, just cramped up. I'm like, I. I have to sit here. For, I literally sat in my in a stall there for probably 15 minutes before I could bend my legs after that skate because it went an hour and a half, I think. I have that. I actually, I think I have the, the skate up on my YouTube, but yeah, it's just, it was a wild, wild experience. Yeah. When I was in high school, we got to play at, at the time, it was still called the Rosemont Horizon. It's the Allstate Arena where the Wolves play. And that was the very first thing I noticed was how hot it was under those lights. It's like, it doesn't feel like you're in a rink. You're like, I'm in a gym. Yeah. You're like, how, how is this ice hard? It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And then I played at Mariucci uh, right before COVID hit. And even that rink, you know, it was pretty, pretty hot. Um, I, I was expecting it because of, having played at all state arena, but some of the guys I was skating with, they're like, Jesus Christ, I'm getting tired quick. It's gotta be the, the heat in here. It's like, it's the lights <laughs> guys. Um, it, I, I would say Mariucci wasn't as bad. And I, I wonder if they're maybe using some more LEDs or something compared to the old, uh, <laughs> you know, old light bulbs of the nineties. Yeah. Well, the tall ceilings too. Cause like the, it kind of just lets like, the cold. I mean, obviously the cold, yeah, the cold, cold but like it does like, it, it lets all that air kind of get around. So it's just, it's wild. I, I, yeah. I, it's so you, you respect it even more. Not that you don't already, but you're like, man, these guys, like you're, it's so warm. It's a gym. It's like, yeah, in a gym. it is. Now, if I ever get my David Ayers moment, um, I know teams typically don't have beer in the locker rooms these days because of good reasons, but yeah. I'm going to need a beer after the game. It, it, <laughs> that That's uh, can't, can't get away from that one. I'm going to need a beer, fellas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> I've, sure. Gr- I've grown accustomed to that in the beer leagues. <laughs> uh, so we- we've been talking a while. So let- let's get to the uh, 10 rapid fire questions. Sure. The-, the fun part is I've been pointing out, they're the same questions I've asked every single guest that I've had on. So, you know, Connor's answered the same ones. Jude, um, one day I'll get Connor's dad on here and he'll answer them too. Great guy, great guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, even other guys like Eddie Belfour has answered the same one. Yep, so yep. what's the craziest coaching moment from your playing or coaching days? Uh, there's a crazy coaching moment from my coaching days. I can't tell. <laughs> I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off or something. But um, uh, I, I would say so. My I, my coach growing up uh, through a lot of it, I, I grew up with the Palmers, um, Jeff, Candace and Jason, and their dad coached and he would he would fire. I go, 
I want you to shoot as hard as you can. And I was a kid and he would. And I just loved it. I love, I think that's like, I don't know that you can always get someone to do that now, yeah. but he would do it. And I'm just, I love that he would do it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. There was a time. So I, like in high school right now, I can be a kind of an ornery goalie sometimes, but in high school, I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever. I had a, my coach is like, we're just getting pounded by Delano or something. And uh, he's like, the first period, I think I saw like 25 shots or something insane. And he's like, I want you to go in there, slam your helmet on the ground and kick the garbage can over and make a fuss. And uh, I'm like, I walk in there. It's like, kind of just like drop my, I, I just was not, I was supposed to be the captain. I just like, not, yeah. not a great situation. Like, dude, you know, I wasn't going to go nuts. And just like, I had a nice Warwick painted by Todd Miska. Yeah. It's, I'm not throwing that thing on the I'm ground. Not, I'm not going to wreck this thing. I love it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was the opposite. I was ornery in my playing days when I played. When I was the backup, like, yeah. I, I played the role of the backup quite well, you know, yeah. kind of being fun and jovial. Uh, but, yeah, what, these days I'm like, did anybody get hurt? No. Yeah. Okay, we, we good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one of my, you know, you talk about a coach just opening up on you. My senior year of high school, we had this coach. He only lasted a year. Nobody really liked him. Thing is, he had some really good ideas, but he he couldn't control a locker room, couldn't control mm-hmm. a team, yep. and he was a prick. You know, and uh, he was he was a Canadian chiropractor. I'll leave it at sure. that. Um, but uh, I I had a few games where I, a few got by my glove that I, I typically would have had. So you know, something just wasn't working, and there was nobody on the ice before us and I was already ready. He goes, come on, let's go out on the ice. Just us two. I was like, okay, we get out there and he's got the bucket of pucks, you know, between the hash marks and the top of the circle. And he goes, put your helmet on the net. And I go, what? And he goes, put your helmet on the net. (laughs) I go, okay, what are we going to do? He goes, I'm going to shoot at your gloves. And I go, "Uh, I don't have a helmet on. And he goes, yeah, I bet you catch every single puck. (laughs) And I go, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, you know, the first few were kind of light floaters to just get my, but then he starts ripping snapshots. And I'm yeah. just boom, boom, boom. And my teammates are now like just lining the boards, like, do you see what's going on up? And that was like one of the few times where I'm like, he knew what he was doing there. Yeah. And yeah. it worked, but it was kind of funny because my team fly today, probably. Yeah. And my teammate, <laughs> well, no, because USA hockey would require that oh, yeah, both of yeah. us have a helmet on, That's including true. him. You know, the, the backwards ball cap wouldn't fly today. Uh, but my teammates come on the ice, they're like, what were you thinking? I was like, I better catch the next puck, is what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. And then That's one amazing. of my te- one of my teammates goes, What would he have done if you played, you know, in the time when goalies didn't wear masks? And I looked at him dead in the eye. I go, I would have been a forward dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I may be a goalie, like, but I'm not dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Crazy. Uh so what's your favorite all-time goalie mask? I love the Belfour mask. I, I had the poster of it. I think I really like um I really like a a, a mask you can understand its design from a mm-hmm. far distance. And that's nothing to say cuz like like the Dave Art stuff is super super skilled. Yeah. It's very He's- intricate. He's but raining it back a little bit. I've noticed. I I know I actually noticed that too. The was it Shesterkins or but yeah I I really like the. I mean I got I got another old mask back here. The, <clears throat> this guy here. I mean, yeah. For those of you listening, sweet. it's a Beaupre uh, Meloche um, kind of tribute mask I had done. Um, I really like Beaupre's. I really like Eddie Belfour's. 
uh, masks. I think they're just really good examples of what like clean and simple design yeah. can look. Uh, now, now, when you talk Belfours, he had it was about four different variations. He had that original. Mm-hmm. He had the next one that had that what I would call misplaced talent on the chin. Yeah, yeah. Th- then he had the real the, his first one with Misco, the realistic looking eagle. Mm-hmm. It was the mask he had when he was in Chicago and then went to um, San Jose. So he had a red one. Then he went black because Hawks were supposed to debut their black sweaters. Sure. And the night they debuted him was the night he was traded. So he never got to wear um, the black sweater. I remember that vividly. And then um, then he had the final version that was the, the one Miska, I think, made famous. So of those four, which was your favorite? I to me like the old the red one. I like the red clean one. That original, like the oh, yeah. I, I I that's the one I had the poster of, and it was just yep. I, I would look at that thing. I'm like I because so when I went to when I was at the I was played for Fridley Fridley Tigers. Yeah. I basically had a tiger and then the 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 claws going down the side. I'm like okay, kind of like my Belfour tribute kind of yeah. I, I I wanted that Belfour mask, but then when I was in high school, St. Lawrence High School, their goalie Raul Cepeda, he was a good goalie he had that that painting i was like well mm-hmm. now i can't yeah, have I can't, it because i can't just be like, like teamed up like that yeah um but i like, remember right. when i brought when i was getting my uh helmet done by miska he had belfour's back plate i think he had just gone to dallas or something and he had the back plate i'm like oh my god this is like i'm holding eddie belfour's back plate on i'm like it felt like you know yeah i such a little starstruck nerd I got to actually talk to Todd for a uh, Ingle article I wrote, God, 10 plus years ago. And Ingle sure. was just starting out and that was pretty cool to go talk to him. And then now his kids playing and I, I loved that he had the Belfour mask last year. Now he's got the Fernandez mask this year. Yeah. Just kind yeah. of going through some of his dad's classic ones. And it's like, it works because his dad's the one that created them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what is your favorite rink that you've played at? I, to be honest, growing up in Fridley, I, we had Columbia one and I really liked that rink. Um, I, when I was coaching, I basically, anytime we went to an old rink that had like the wood, or yes. like, you know, like cathedral type stuff. I'm like, remember these rinks. Cause I mean, when you're my age, like whole, like 30 years old, whatever <laughs> I was like 34, these rinks might not be around. Columbia's got plowed over. It was a beautiful, yep. rink. it had the, the big, you know, like the big center, scoreboard above the above the ice and you, you don't see that as much anymore um so i'd say columbia one i like new hope i like uh um blake's got a cool rink that, yeah that's a cool old wood rinks i just think are such a cool vibe yeah feel really special when i was coaching i liked when we'd go up to cool cakes it's got that old wood kind of curved mm-hmm. top and i mean that, that was all just locally sourced and you know they have that tiny rink next door that was all volunteer built and all the materials were donated by the community that that rinks, you know, you didn't want to play there because it had no insulation. If it was 20 below outside, it was 20 below inside. Yeah. But even their main rink, that that was a fun place to coach hockey in. Richfield's got a good rink too. I like, I like the circling of that one. Yeah. Where it kind of like, like, especially, I can't imagine what it'd be like packed. It'd just be amazing with every, everything kind of on top of you. I like that design of the rink. So, yeah, I I liked that. That that was one thing when we played in Grand Rapids, I just loved they, they had kind of that horseshoe of going around. It was just kind of fun to have, you know, everybody in front of you, behind you, just 
her own the most obscene things they could at a high school level. Atmosphere, man. It's so yeah. good. So like, even if it's against you, I just loved atmosphere. Yeah. You know, I, I think some fans don't realize like the meaner they are when you're in a opposing barn, that's almost like More them base. cheering. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it's like being at a home barn and them cheering for you. Like, I'm going to show you how wrong you are. Kind of situation. Yeah. You know, and the more creative they got, the more I loved it. I was like, all right, I like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we got a kinship here. Um, what's your favorite stick that you've used? Um, I, I like the modern Bauer sticks quite a bit. Um, what I broke two weeks ago, <laughs> three weeks ago, I liked quite, I was a hyperlight one. Um, I like how they feel it, and it, it works out well because, uh, I'm full, right. So I don't really get to pick mm-hmm. a bunch of like curves and whatnot. It's the P31 curve you get. And it's always in, if you want to pay 300 bucks, it's the, it's the, what's it called? The 26. I got a, Oh no. Yeah. It was a 20. What's NHL limit now? 26. Um, I got a, I got it on sideline swap. So I wasn't paying 300 bucks for a stick. But, yeah. Um, I like the composites. I do like them now. I, I used to be apprehensive on them. They used to buzz your hand. doesn't happen anymore. They're, they're quite nice now. They feel, they feel like a new stick till they don't. Mm-hmm. When they don't, they're broken. They're fully broken. Yeah. So. I, I was about ready to go with a composite when I bought my last stick, but I found on uh, pro stock, they had a nice foam core Vaughn that mm. same colors as my pads is like, Oh dude, you gotta go same color as my pads. My pads are Vaughn. It feels like the right thing to do. And I love it. it it's, it's a 27 inch paddle. Sure. Um, it's a P 31. It's, it's got the rounded toe. It's the first time I've had the rounded toe and I'm, I'm kind of digging it. I'm so, so on them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's first time I've had one. So I'm, I don't hate it. I'll put yeah, it that way. Perfect. You know, and a lot of, a lot of times I, a lot of things I've read is uh, guys either like it or don't like it when they're stopping the ring. Well, I'm not doing that as much, but they really like it when they're playing the puck It's mm. like, well, I'm trying to do that more. So yeah, we'll, we'll give it a try. Um, yeah. When, so I remember, I think you're, was it your last, when you were talking to Jonas Hiller, you were mentioning that you're kind of iffy on the composites. I, yeah. you, you like the weight. So one thing I would say is the Bowers that are a step down from the top. Yeah. They, they, not only do they have a little bit more weight to them, I feel like they last longer. So like mm-hmm. the, whatever the, what do I have? Almost like the senior version, not the pro version. Yes. hundred percent. They, yeah. they, they weigh a little bit more, but they're very tough. I used a, a 3S pro, which was not like, it was the one down from ultrasonic. I think I used that for a year and I was skating with like, Mm-hmm. you know i was skating with nhl guys in the summer they're taking slap shots it, it lasted totally fine that entire year i couldn't believe it i liked uh when i had connor on he was uh talking about you know he uh was it connor yeah it was connor he's talking about how he was at one of the skates and his stick broke mm-hmm. and i think it was one of harding's sticks or something they still had laying around and it was a foam core. So he used that. He's like, my arm was so tired from that. And it's like, come on now. They're, they're not that heavy. Like, it's but like, you yeah, know, it's grams, it's not pounds. Right. So, but I, I get it. I mean, that's one of the things like I, I used a composite once when I was coaching our goalie didn't show up. And so mm-hmm. I quick threw his stuff on and he had an early composite and I noticed my stick was always off the ice. Cause it was just so just light. It up. Yeah. 
you know, so it is noticeable. And I, I like the little bit of wakes. It kind of mm-hmm. helps me know the stick is on the ice where it's supposed to be. Tell you, well, yeah, tell you what, get, get the one that's a step down from the top notch. It's going to weigh a little bit more, but I think they last longer, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you save a hundred bucks. Yeah. Crazy. There's that, that $300 for a goalie stick. Are you kidding me? It's just brutal. How do you supposed to play? <laughs> I remember as a kid, they were 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. it's like, geez. And then I went to college and I was pampered. They were three for 20 and it was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And now they're even a foam core is like a hundred, 120 for a good deal. It's just crazy. terrible. Crazy. You know, inflation. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> so what's your favorite youth hockey memory? Oh, um, we had a really good, my, my first year squirts, we were, we just had enough people to have a team and that whole year was just amazing. I think we lost two games, all the winning tournaments and just like, he used to hog pile all the time. And I remember feeling getting a chance of the hog pile after winning some of those tournaments. So those were great. And they, I had this one game in youth, we were playing in a tournament in St. Cloud and was going like quadruple overtime. And because it was going into quadruple overtime, some of the St. Cloud Huskies fans were starting to filter in. <laughs> and they're like, we can't, we can't keep going. We're going to do a shootout now. Yeah. So we do a shootout and, um, you know, it's going back and forth and I'm losing track. I'm just like, I'm just kind of aloof. I'm like, I just have to make the save and they come down on me. I'm not going to pay attention to this. Doing back and forth. I'm not seeing if we're scoring. All of a sudden, I make a save and I'm like, okay, cool. And I skate in the corner and all of a sudden, like the crowd is going bonkers. We got like, <laughs> like, you know, like a quarter capacity in St. Cloud is more than any youth kids ever used yeah. to, at least in Minnesota, in, in, in the U S and I'm like looking at them like, why are they so loud? And my team just, we just go up against the boards and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, we just won. It's so fun. It's like, like have like an audience. Cause they're just, they're just uh, college kids, probably drunk as can be and just having a blast. I loved it. That's awesome. Uh, so what's the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, directed at you, not directed at you? I've had a weird chirp. I, uh, there's a, there's a tournament. Um, uh, what was it called? Uh, something futures. It's a cancer benefit tournament in St. St. Paul. Um, I'm standing in my, uh, I'm standing in my net, obviously w- hanging out. And this guy goes, Hey goalie, nice gear. And I'm like, what? And I'm hearing this from the crowd. There's the only one guy there. Yeah. And I look over, I'm like, are you st- Thanks, I guess, because I, I I wear my I have all gold stuff. If you don't yeah. know, I have I have kind of flurry esque gold and black. Usually a lot of gold, way more gold than black. And he goes like, "You you you effing loser, nice gear." And I'm like, "What what's going on? Like I'm playing cancer, but if it's turning, why are you chirping me? Like what yeah. are you doing here?" And he's like, he just keeps going at me. I'm like, I was so confused by it. Turns out he's another goalie in the tournament. <laughs> we play him later and like he go he has a meltdown because he what, some of our guys were shooting high because i mean to be honest modern goaltending shooting high is kind of where you score that's where you score if you're yeah. play butterfly you get shot above your shoulders or like above your arms like that's yeah. kind of how it is especially for big goalie that's why unless i know a guy's hunting my head i don't get too mad if someone dings my dome because i'm not i know they're usually not trying it i've known yeah. it there's maybe two instances in the past 10 years. I know a guy was aiming for my head. That's because my team had been shelling them. They weren't letting off. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I was just, it was such a weird chirp. I'm like, dude, this is a charity. 
Yeah. Like, it's... lighten up, buddy. Yeah, lighten up, Francis. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess that would be my favorite one just because it's so, it's just it's... bizarre. Yeah, th- those are usually the best ones when they're so obscure and whatnot. It's like, uh, what? Like, what uh, are we doing here? Yeah, like it's one thing if you know the person, you're just bragging on them. Like, one of, I say one of my regrets is when my now oldest niece, she's like 23 years old and going to law school. She's like three years old and coming to visit me at college. And we'd go to like the women's games. We'd sit behind the visiting team's goalie and Teacher, I'm like, yeah, you need to be like, Siv, Siv, Siv. And, you know, hey, goalie, you suck. Well, then my mom and dad bring her to my game the next morning. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm playing, and she's sitting behind me, this three-year-old going, Siv, Siv, Siv to me. <laughs> my coach is just laughing. He's like, you brought it on yourself, dude. <laughs> dude so, I, okay, on that, I, I just remembered something. So I was driving. I had a crappy little golf that I would drive yeah. around, and my goalie sticks in the back. And I, I was, I don't know, I was putzing around on the highway, and I uh, I accidentally cut someone off. I'm usually not, I'm not a bad driver. I actually cut someone off, and the guys pulling up next to me, they were obviously they're mad because I cut them off. But instead of yelling at me or flicking me off, they did the civ sign. To me. I'm like, this is amazing. That is the best. That is the best Minnesota situation I've ever had hockey related, as far as like off ice interactions go. That was just I'm like, that is, you got me. Like I deserve that. That is awesome. Uh, so next question, what's the worst post-game beer? Spice. I had a spice beer, jalapeno beers, nothing spice related. So greasy mitts, uh, you get a beer. So the way that that league works is it's awesome. There's just a really good, like kind of brotherhood in the locker room after, cause it's all a bunch of teams going in the same locker room. Um, they'll have top plays of the night. And then there was like a punishment beer for being the worst goalie of the night. Most goals. I shouldn't say worst goalie. Cause I got it a lot this season. Um, Plenty of them deservingly, but um, so I had a I had a hot glove save. So you kind of give a speech and like here's a, a, a hot glove, here's a spice beer. I'm like, what the f-? like I played well. I'm not supposed to get the worst possible beer, jalapeno yeah. and like tomato, and like I don't know. It was just brutal. I'm like, I am exhausted. We're just played three v three for an hour. Yeah, and now I'm sucking down a jalapeno beer. Like, what is this? this? Is ridiculous. So, I would say any of those spice beers. I I'll take a sour over a spice beer. Anything. I'll take a stout. I'll take the heaviest Russian imperial stout you got over a spice beer after hockey. See now, one good spice beer that you probably like. Clown Shoes makes a chocolate. I, I think it's a stout, but they have jalapeno in there, hmm. and it doesn't sound like it should go together, but sure. it is really good. Uh, I've had that one a couple times and like most beers better on tap than it is in yeah. the bottle, but it's still, it's a really good beer. It's not after hockey though. Right? No, actually I think <laughs> it, after hockey, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, a nice light beer first yes, and then same, you go on to something, yeah. but I think it's still smooth enough if it's cold and in a glass, not out of, I'm, I'm a big fan of out of a glass instead sure, of the sure. bottle. It would actually be pretty decent in my opinion. I'll have to give it a shot. Sounds yeah. good. I'd like it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a craft beer snob as it is. So, there you, go. you know, it's, I, I got the untapped app and I've, I don't know how many hundreds of different beers I've tried. So I live in Northeast Minneapolis. So I got like walking distance to all stumbling distance to all the breweries in, in town. Pretty much. Yeah. My um, sister-in-law is a personal trainer and uh, one of the gyms she trains at is Los Campiones in Northeast there. Oh yeah. 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 And uh, so I, I took my, and there's also, upstairs there's a uh a friend of hers that has a 
uh, hair salon. So I took mm-hmm. my kids to get their haircuts and it was funny. So my mom called and she talked to my son. She's like, where are you guys at? And my son's like, yeah, we're at the gym. We're getting our haircuts. And I heard a like pause on the other end. And my mom's like, say that again, where are you? <laughs> and so then I had to explain to my mom was like, yes, we're at the gym hanging out with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law while my daughter is getting her haircut upstairs in the salon, but it's right down the street from dangerous man. So of course I had to go down there and get a dangerous man. Indeed. Able, you got MN ice cream right there. Animales barbecue is so good. Well, I, I'm a sucker for the uh, peanut butter stout. So I had to go get some. Yeah, it's, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we are. There we are. But yeah, I had to get the peanut butter stout because I'm a sucker for that one. And oh, is that such a good beer? Oh, it's, it's, yeah. It's like a milk. Yeah. It's like drinking a peanut butter milkshake for anybody wondering whether I can. It's it's like a peanut butter cup milkshake, but yeah. it's a beer. It's, it's just a good it, flavorful one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I went there with a couple friends a couple years back and tried explaining it, and they're like, uh, I don't know, because they they didn't want a peanut butter beer. They're like, no way. It's like, try mine. And they're like, Oh my God, this is delicious. You don't slam it. You just kind of chill and have a conversation. And yeah. This sweet treat. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny because the first time I actually went to the gym, me and my daughter, because uh, my sister-in-law does like a morning uh, high intensity CrossFit type class. Mm-hmm. And so we went to it and we were done at 11. I was like, okay, yeah, the brewery didn't open till noon. It's like, well, I'm not sticking around for an hour just to get a growler. I guess I'll go home mm. now. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I made sure the next time we went, the brewery was open. There you go. Um, so when you tape, we're almost done here. When you tape your stick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? I actually go toe to heel. And I know that's, I think that's uh, against the, the It's norm. not against. Is there a reason for it? Uh, I don't. I don't like doing the scissor thing on the end. Like I like the, okay. I like just starting it there and it's easier to sort of rip it off on the other end. My six can get pretty gnarly. I don't really care. I'll even, I, I, I don't notice much. Like I'll still play the puck with like my, like I'll go like stuff's all wadded up on there. And I'm still playing it just fine. I so do, do you go past the heel or do you just yeah. do the, okay. I kind of go, I'll do overlap almost a little bit. That's where it gets kind of sketchy. I'm like, why do I do it like this? Like I, I, yeah. It's one of those things like I don't care, but well, I don't know. I could go either way, I guess. If someone could convince me like why to do it one way See, versus the other, I would do it. Con- Connor did have an explanation of, you know, he likes to play the puck and he feels going toe to heel, the puck comes off the tape better. I kind of thought, not- yeah, like it was like it goes with it. That's kind of my, that was kind of my mindset. Yeah. And, and I've heard the argument both ways. Um, me, because of, you know, when we started, when sticks were wood and you wanted to preserve that heel, I started at the, you know, above the heel yep, and worked yep. my way down. Well, it was very easy to mess up that heel section. So yep. I rather mess up at the beginning of the tape point. job yeah. than at the end, you know, but point. who knows one day when I make my transition to a composite, I probably won't do the heel because it doesn't need to be taped like that anymore. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so what's your favorite number to wear and why? Uh, I kind of, I just ended up taking 35 just because I'm like, well, it's a goalie number. I kind of got it. I never liked one very much. Yeah, um, it doesn't feel right on the back. It just, I, I, it's what I wore in high school. I think, or did I, have, <laughs> I think it, so when I came in, I wanted to be 35 cause I didn't have 39, um, for Hashik, obviously, uh, then 
my but but the senior goalie had it and i'm like oh yeah it's gonna be one i think i can't remember if i took 35 or i I just don't it never mattered much to me one thing i i had fun with growing up though is when i could pick when they got fresh jerseys every year yeah 13 because it's unlucky yeah i'm like i want to be unlucky for them so i'll be 13 it was such a weird i kind of i wish i would have just stuck with that and just like held my ground on it because like it seems like goalies are grabbing whatever number nowadays so yeah 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 when my dad played sports uh, he never played hockey, but that was his number. Yeah. He just he's like, no, it's it's not unlucky to me. It's my lucky number. <laughs> like, all right, there, there you go. Get to claim uh, it. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I like thirty five. I, I wore that in high school. It just it feels right on the back. That's the only yeah. way I can say it. Yeah. It just it feels right. It's uh, even, right? I guess one yeah. would be even as well, but I just didn't like how. I yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. To, to me, yeah. it's just too blank. And now I'm thirty nine, and like thirty five, it just, you know it feels right. Yeah, yeah there um, you go. So last question, what advice do you have for young goalies? Oh, um, depending on how young, I guess like when I was coaching, I'm like, I would coach younger kids for a little bit. The pucks are projector. Like that's kind of what I say. Like they, you kind of talk about all that, those strings. Yep. But if you just think the puck is a light source and you have to block that light source from the net, like that's all you have to do. It's just like, it, it helps visualize what needs to be done and from the source of where where it's coming from. It, it's funny you say that because uh, Steve McKeegan's future pro goalie school, his YouTube channel, he does just that. He takes a projector and puts does it. He? Yeah, puts it, you know, out there so that you can see where the goalie's shadow is on the net from the source of a puck. I watch a fair amount of his videos. I haven't seen that one, but yeah, I, like it's it's simply that's what it is. So, yeah, yeah, you'll have to go back in some of his because when I had him on, I went back and you know watched some of the older videos and I saw that one and you know remind me the old put the string on the post and yeah, pull it yeah. out. Like, but you know, right <laughs> but he had the projector so you could turn around and see how much net am I really taking up at these different depths. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like you can just do those little puppets in front of it or whatever, like if your glove's in front of it, it's not getting up and around. Like yep. a tip becomes a new shot essentially, but like the first shot, as long as you're covering your percentages, you're, it's, it's, it's easy. Yeah. Well, I mean that screenshot I was talking about this week where I just, I played, played my box. I, I knew what my box was compared to where the shooter was shooting from. I just went down and it, it I covered it. I knew I didn't have to go high because those guys in front of me had the high side. <laughs> also, so I watched one of your other videos. You had like a, there was like, you were in split. It was like a pass to pass. Yes. And you brought your glove. You had your glove out perfectly. Like it's mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, glove, glove back one foot is a monster difference versus glove forward one foot in a slot play. Like the, the, the importance of that can't be, it, it's so weird to look at as like for a kid to conceptualize. Yep. Right. Cause you're like, well, it still looks like that much net's open, but it's not. It's You've just dominated the entire net by pushing your hand of like you, six inches forward. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember listening to something. Dominic Hasek was talking about his style of play and how he's like, people think, I don't know what I'm doing out there, you know, paddle down and getting so low and those scrums in front of the net. He goes, but they're so close. They can only get the puck so high. Can, so yeah, yeah. I'm covering everything down low yep. instead of, everything up high that they're not going to, and that's kind of the same idea. Like if they're coming out, don't hold this glove back here as you're going across, get it out there so that you're covering more net. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like it's weird to even look at, look how flurry holds his hands. They're so far forward and mm-hmm. you, you do it yourself and you're kind of like, wow, this feels weird. But then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this makes the game a lot easier. You know, like uh, yep. 
yeah, like the, the one rule is like to be able to see your yeah. Your hands and we're all taught that, but you know, we like to go back to the old Eddie Belfour having it like this, or yeah. you don't see them. But you know, it, when when I do notice I'm on my game, I'm kind of in that Belfour. I just they're there. Yeah. But when I'm not on my game, I consciously bring those hands back out so I can see them. Yeah. And trust my hands. It's like yeah. okay, boom, boom, and then as as I get more comfortable, they come back here. And then I got to bring them back out. <laughs> well, the, the beauty of the position is that you can do a lot of things. Like there's, yep. I mean, like you just had Jonas Hiller on, I just watched that episode and I, I remember watching him play. I'm like, this guy stays on his knees forever. Yeah. I'm like, and I, but I'm like, but is that bad? And it mm-hmm. wasn't, he was an all-star. He's yeah. an all-star NHL player. Um, I think that's, it's just so cool to watch how different people can play the position still in 2022. And, and, and it's, it works. Well, it it reminds me of my first goalie coach who I'm hoping to have on here soon. I was finally able to track him down. And, you know, he said, each one of you are different. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try, you know, the fundamentals are all the same. I'm going to teach it to all of you, but each of you have your own style. Yeah. Just as Eddie Belfort, Felix Popkin, Curtis Joseph, they all have their own style. So if I come in to coach them, I'm not going to coach Eddie the same way I'm going to coach Cujo. Yeah. yeah. Just like, I'm not going to coach you the same way as the goalie next to you, Yep. you know, because everybody's different and you got to find what's that style and work with them. And I mean, that's true for anything in life, whether it be sports or, you know, managing, you know, employee at work, everybody's got their own style just because they do it differently than you doesn't mean it's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. So growing up, I went to the Warren Stralo schools here in in the cities and he was so good about that. That's actually why I started recording myself again, because they used yeah. to have a little VHS tape out on the ice. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you can tell someone that's been doing something wrong, that what they're doing, exactly what they're doing wrong over and over. But you don't really realize that you're doing it the way you're, they're telling you until you see it on video. And then you can correct yourself because it's so inlaid in yep. your routine and your habits. Video, I, I, the other advice to young goalies is I would say video along with advice as well, because it's... Uh, yeah. Video helps so much. Yeah, you know, I, I started putting the GoPro up behind my net almost as a joke after my son did a uh, Cub Scout advancement where they had to do video. And it was yeah, like, yeah. okay, we'll do it for that. And then I kind of kept it up as a joke. But then as I started watching stuff, is like sometimes when I was struggling, I was able to pinpoint things and, and fix it because of yeah. that. It's like, yeah, I'm a beer leaguer reviewing video of my games, but I don't want to be a t- terrible goalie. It doesn't make right. the game fun. So... I, I can do that, create some content and not be absolute, you know, dog crap. <laughs> yeah. You feel <laughs> at the better same by time. I mean, you, you play it to feel good, you know, and the winning feels good. I mean, you don't always have to win to feel good, but I mean, yeah. Is to, to make things better for everyone. Why not? Although it was funny. My wife came in my office the other day when I was editing one of them and she's like, does anybody really watch those? <laughs> like, I do. Like, who are you doing that for? It's like, some of them get views. It's like, I even get a comment every now and then. (laughs) She's like, do you though? Do you? (laughs) You know. I'll start commenting on them more. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My wife is amazing. But I I think in the 21, 22 years we've been together now, I think she's been to three of my games. One of Mm -hmm. them is when we first started dating. Another was my senior year of college when it was the red white game and my parents were in town. So I was like, I should probably go to that one. And then yeah. um, I got invited to play at the Hill Murray alumni game a few years back. Mm. And the only reason her and the whole family came was because her brother 
is a Hill Murray alumni. And so like, they all wanted to come. It was like, Oh, you're playing too. Cool. Uh, so it was like the three times and one of them wasn't even, you know, I, I kind of laughed, but um, you know, at the same time she let, you know, she's like, yeah, go play hockey. That That's like your thing, you know, ha- have it. I, I yeah. don't need to be intruding on it. So yeah, yeah. she's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have taken up way more time than I scheduled. Um, <laughs> that's fine. You know, I, but, I could go like if you ever need more episodes, I'm around. So <laughs> this this is what happens when goalies start talking. You know, I, I say it all the time. Uh, where can folks find you on social or online if they want to? Um, the only thing the goalies might be interested in is my YouTube channel. It's under Goalie Union, uh, one word. Um, look at the older stuff. My <laughs> new. Uh, <laughs> And if I lose about 20 pounds here, then start watching my newer yeah. stuff again. So, And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as oh, well, yeah. as well as the uh, music video. Uh, oh yeah. Put we'll, that we'll up put there. That my brother's there. a big time musician in the cities and yeah. globally now. So it, it was funny. I was kind of listening to it. It's like, that, that, that sounds like it could be a, uh, 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 you know, closing to the show. I was like, <laughs> now, now if he could come up with a catchy little, like, song to go with it I, we might have something here you know but yeah, uh yeah. yeah that that's great so well thanks for uh taking time out of your day to chat i'm sure we're going to see each other at the rinks absolutely um yeah so thank you hey thanks for putting it on eventually andrew and i will get together on the ice i ran into four past podcast guests at the Let's Play Hockey Expo at the Minnesota Boys High School Hockey Tournament this weekend and floated the idea of a Twin Cities Tendy Talk podcast happy hour. So we'll at least have some beers together here sooner than later. Be sure to follow Andrew on Instagram at Wonger. It's spelled W-0-N-G-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many podcasts to list here, but shows like the Other Connor Podcast, the Florida Hockey Podcast, and the King's Den Podcast can be found. I need to thank the band Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand that wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. So, until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck.